everyone, it's Joe here and welcome back to this four-part interview with Mark, our Art Centre Artistic Director. This is part two, and in this instalment of the interview, me and Mark talk a lot about facilitating sessions and teaching drama and how it's different than teaching drama in the classroom in a school setting. It's a great one, so make sure you listen. And make sure to listen to parts one, three and four as well. Without anything else to say, this is the Arts Insider Podcast. I think in both of our senior classes, for instance, and certainly in both of our junior classes, yours on the Wednesday night and mine on the Tuesday, there are moments when at one time in the room, there is both the most experienced student currently at the centre and the least experienced And I remember thinking about this the other day and turning to you and going, oh my God, I've just noticed this. And you went, yeah, exactly. That's the challenge. How, for over a hundred shows, have you managed to create engaging sessions that manage to engage both the most experienced students and still challenge them whilst also engaging the least experienced students and finding a way for them to be challenged in the right way. Yeah, that is a, that is a really, it's a difficult question, but, but I think that it, it comes down to, we've said that before, the only class that we have that's maybe built on experience or on um, ability is, is our, our exam mm-hmm. cohort where because of the the, the, the content, it, it, it's pitched at certain levels, whereas our other classes are not. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you say, we really high high you know quality to to brand new and and really inexperienced. And to balance those two is difficult. I, I guess that there's a couple of things that I would say is is the way that we look at success and the way that we measure yeah. success in terms of a metric. So for me. I, when I was a young director and, you know, hopefully I, I, you've been brought up in a slightly different way here is when I was a young director, for me, bigger was better. Mm-hmm. So the next show I did was, was bigger. And what I meant by bigger was a bigger theater, was, was a bigger budget, was, you know, m- more, more tech. And at that time, early on, I was starting to think, I was so more, much more invested in the in the really talented mm-hmm. view, mm-hmm. you know, and and I felt that that was the metric for for being successful yeah. is have the best players, you know, an ex footballer. So that was that was the metric of be the best players, but actually, you know, yeah, what 10, 12, you know, maybe twenty years on from that, for me, it's now about, you know. One is let's look at let's look at an ensemble and go. There is people in life that are are at the back, mm. a bit slower, a little bit. You know, when I say slow, I just mean you know if you think about the you know the, the race for life, people go at different speeds, and I actually think that they're all contributing massively. So when we look at an ensemble, and I look at like, let me say you for example, mm-hmm. I, I, we couldn't have a cast where. There's, there's there's twenty Joe Howards. No. It would be it would be an it would be 
carnage. Oh, it wouldn't be work. So much gossip. So much drama. So, so much gossip. Fascinating though. But Charlotte Halton would hate it. But it, you couldn't ha You couldn't do that. You, you, you would need, you know. So you would need someone. Charlotte Halton's probably a great example. You <laughs> would need somebody to kind of like. The, you know, the the chalk to the cheese or yeah. the, the, you know, to neutralise the Joe Howard. So you end up with going, actually, and shows are written that way, to be fair. Shows yeah. are written that way where you you do have people on all ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people would look at you as a young performer, they go, successful is, we've all got to be as confident and as loud and as, you know, as, as charismatic as Joe. But actually, you don't. You just need to be you. Mm -hmm. You just need to be true to you. So I think that that would be the first thing I'd say. And the second thing would be um, about really focusing on people's journey. So what is success for you? You now, you are looking for exceptional. You know, you're, you're a, a, a top, a top uh, drama school where that's the standard. That's what you've been told to do. You know, when you were in the exam class and I put you, Aaron, Abby and Megan in at the same grade, mm -hmm. I was after grade eight yeah. and I was after distinctions at grade eight. Mm -hmm. And you guys would would have been really disappointed without distinctions at grade eight mm -hmm. because that's where you guys were at. But other people, I'm putting them in the same exam and going, just getting to stage would be great for you. Yeah. Because you've gone through some 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 big stuff or your confidence has been so low. Mm -hmm. So I just think by by creating an individual measure for success that is person specific to each child or each performer is is exactly how how we've done that over a long period of time. The only pinch point with that is that not everyone is at the level for a lead role because uh -huh. with a lead role comes an awful lot of responsibility, expectation and pressure. And some people, as much as they'd like to think they are, they're not, they're not ready for that. Mm -hmm. Not to say that they'll never get there, but they're not ready for that. And you're always going to be, you're going to face a decision as I always do as my head, my heart wants to give me this person a part. Mm -hmm. But my head tells tells me that they're not ready for it. And sometimes you get them right, and sometimes you get them wrong. All right, I want to drill a little bit deeper down into, into the nitty-gritty of this, because I think it's something that even when we're studying facilitation in Central, we've not had, and we're about a year and a half into the way of the course now, we've not had anyone really come in and explain how they would deal with this as, as a challenge to delivering content and to creating performance. So, so say I've got a, a Maddie Bedford in the class, mega experienced, and I've got a new kid that day. And we're doing, similar to a session that you ran a few days ago, uh, stage directions. How do you make it? And I, you know, I'm drilling in because I'm thinking a, a session specifically. How do you make it engaging for Maddie Bedford, challenging for Maddie Bedford, but also challenging for the new kid? Because my understanding is, if you if you're pitching it at Maddie's level, it's going to go straight over the new kid's head, and if you're pitching it at the new kid's head, Maddie's going to think, "I could do this with my eyes closed. Why am I wasting my time?" I don't think Maddie Bedford would be saying that, but you know, because she's she's a diamond. 
Because I definitely, this is something that I feel a lot when when we're in infants at the minute, for instance, because turnaround in infants is one of our quickest classes. You've got so many new faces each week. And sometimes I feel like, ooh, now I maybe need to hold back on the on what I was going to do or, or change it because there's a new face in who's now maybe quite drastically far behind someone who's much more down the road. I think it comes down to um, there will be times and I, I, again, it's about honesty, but there will be times when I say to new kids, you are going to feel a little bit out of your depth. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel a little bit overwhelmed and you're going to feel like this is all moving a little too quick. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's normal. So we don't, from the get-go, we don't set an unrealistic uh, unrealistic expectation for the, for the young person who comes in who is expecting to hit the ground running. So that's the first thing was like, it's okay that you just feel a bit like that. Maddie's been doing this, you know, seven years. That would be the first thing I, I think um, is that. But the other thing, I, I guess, um, to, to your point about um, the infants is, the younger ones or even the older ones is, young people, we we as practitioners tend to put the ceiling on young people. Mm-hmm. We decide what they're capable of and they'll always, always exceed that expectation, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to push these to places I didn't know they could go. And that's always been our, our thing. Mm-hmm. I think that when you look at our exam cohort, you've got kids who are meant to be doing grade three, their age says they're doing grade three and they're doing grade five. Mm-hmm. Whether, whether we're doing them any favors, I don't know. But the point is, it's because we believe that they are more capable than maybe the the exam board have set have set the standard. That's been a thing all the time here. I think mm-hmm. um, so. You know, and it's also about us trying. Like, if you're on a journey together, mm-hmm. you, you your your you know brilliance at this. I think is where you you say. I've heard you say. I've just learned this game. Mm-hmm. It might be an absolute disaster, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna have a go anyway. Yeah, and and I I love that. I just love that kind of like, um, you know, you're you're learning, so you're in you're in the you're in the position that you're learning, but so am I. Mm-hmm. So am I. So you 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 say that to everyone that this could be terrible. It could yeah. be great, and I think as an as an institution, we are an institution for for curiosity and learning and we accept that sometimes things will go wrong yeah but we we're okay with that we're okay with that not everyone is because they're coming from you know maybe school settings or other settings where getting things wrong is is not good Mm -hmm. whereas here so i think if we just create the right culture kids can be behind at times Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know we and you can't always, it's not like maths where you answer a question and people either get it or they don't. Mm. Performance is is different. Yeah. We can we can get concepts at different speeds and we can do things in different ways and we can create other jobs for people that maybe, maybe you know, we, we can get to a destination in, in, in different ways. And I think that that represents life. And, and I guess all of the sessions we do somehow represent the way we live our life, yeah. 
Would you ever swap tracks and teach drama in a high school? No, is fundamentally the answer to that. Um, Probably for a couple of reasons. The first one is that I, the success in in school, I know that people say that it isn't, but success in school is, did you get the GCSE that you that you needed? That's how school success is measured. Um, and there's, a, the, you know, I know every school would say that there's a big holistic approach and, and I'm, I, I fully b- believe that that is the case. But the, the exam system, the government, the, the everything is geared up to, hard outcomes and the hard outcome is did you get a, a a grade or not but performing arts for me is is fundamentally about communication it, it's about expression and there, there's soft outcomes mm-hmm. you know oh, I, i've become a better exp- i've become more expressive i i am a better communicator it seems like a soft outcome but actually these are these are life's biggest skills and i want to be able to do that I want to be able to take people on journeys at their own pace and improve them all at their own pace, not funnel them all through a system, um, an examination system. Mm-hmm. Um, would I go into a, a high school or school setting and and take them through a show where there is no mm-hmm. there is no exam or anything? Yeah, potentially, because I think that everyone should have access to to that you know i mean you grew up in a school a high school where you did shows and and that but you did that because your drama teacher enabled you to do it um and she she made that possible so i i would do that i think that is a fundamental thing that should be available to all all kids mm-hmm. um but also yeah i i, I don't think I don't think I would do it for that for that reason. I have more freedom doing it the way mm. I do. The reason I ask is because I had a really good experience with school. I associate the idea of school with something that I really enjoyed. But I recognise that that is not necessarily the mainstream opinion. And I don't at all blame the people who don't enjoy school for that. I blame, and it is blame, that is the word that I would use, the schools who don't find a way to make every kid enjoy their time there. So I know I'm very mindful at the moment when I'm planning sessions and when I'm delivering content with an intention to try and train young actors that I've got to avoid it feeling schooly because my my understanding is if something becomes too schooly, it's going to shut a lot of our students off because they have a negative experience with school. It's challenging for me, I think. It can be challenging for me, I think, because I'm having to imagine being in that circumstance. I think if something was schooly for me, I'd really enjoy it. Now, I know because of you and I talking so often that you maybe more naturally can align with young people who didn't resonate with school. It wasn't their vibe. So my question for you is how do I make sure the content that I'm delivering is not too quote unquote schooly so I think people talk about school 
they, they tend to define it on the things that, not everyone, but a lot of people, they define it on the things they can't do. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's, the, that's the difference. So school is this, we can't do this, we can't do that. So let, let me let me ask you, before I answer the question in full, I want to ask you a question, right? Who was your favourite teacher in school? I mean, it's got to be. My instant head went to Viv Critch. Okay, 100%. so Viv Critch is, High school is, drama is your drama school yeah. teacher, who I knew. I wouldn't say well, but I knew her, and I'd, I'd had lots of interaction with Viv, right? Tell, give, give, me, give me a reason why. Viv Critch was your favourite teacher. Give me, give me two or three reasons. It's hands down. There's not even a competition for which is the top one. It's 100% because she felt, it felt as though she was personally invested in the people. I I would argue, I mean, you know, she, she may at one point hear this podcast and kill me for saying this, but I don't think she massively cared about the exam at the end of it all. In fact, she definitely didn't. Um, going off of our revision sessions together. <laughs> However, she massively cared about the people that she was teaching. Okay. So in that answer, what you've got is, when you say something is schooly, mm-hmm. you, you, you you set Viv aside, and I'm, I know there's others because you've spoke fondly mm-hmm. about other teachers, but Viv particularly is is that. And I asked Ben, some of the other guys, I was talking to Ben about this the other week, and said, this, there's this teacher in our school, he's great, you're talking about our ladies, mm-hmm. he's great, he's great, he's great. What makes him great, Ben? He just, he just listens. Mm-hmm. He, he just, you know, he just, he doesn't like, you know, if you've got a problem and, and you need to deal with it, he'll just let you deal with it. Yeah. You know, he, he sometimes asks, he tells you about his, his own life, he tells you about his dog and his, di- and all of that is not, it's not to, mm-hmm. uh, it's not big stuff, is it? Mm-hmm. It's what I call human stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, the way that we discern between what is schooly and what is not schooly normally comes down to what is, you know, when we talk about our teachers, you're talking about your schooler. Mm-hmm. That's not, so. What, when you say schooly, I think the, com- the connotation is this kind of like, you know, you've all got to sit in rows and you've got to do as you're told and you've got to do as we tell you. Mm-hmm. That's the bit that none of us like about school, even the kids that really, really loved it. I I, I can't imagine that you would say, I, when you talk about school fondly, you've just talked about human stuff. Yeah. People who who gave it, you know, invested in you, people who, who, were put, who put themselves out for you, people who believed in you. And I think if you want to say, how do I not make it schooly, my thing to you is human stuff. Mm. It's about leadership. It's about, yeah, sacrifice. It's about build relationships. It's about humility, empathy, you know, um, you know, turning up for these kids when, mm-hmm. when other people may not, picking them up when they're down. I'm not saying, I mean, when we talk about school, we talk about, we, we see this as a building and they, and they structure Whereas actually, my life in performing arts was ignited by Clive Sherman, who's who I spoke about before, mm-hmm. who, for some reason, just ignited a bit of a flame in me. You know, he believed in me, and when other people, in my school, other people didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think if you ask anybody, anyone who's listening to this, all of our kids, we say to them, name me one teacher in your school. You did it then no hesitation, boom, mm-hmm. it's that person. Yeah. And I bet all of them will do it and not one of them will say, 
it's because they know their subject inside out. Mm -hmm. No one will say that. Mm -hmm. It will be, you know, they listen, they, they care. And I think that's how you don't make it. Well, sounds terrible, doesn't it? School doesn't care. But, but actually, it, you know what I mean. I think that that is the thing that maybe the kids, you know, treat us differently mm -hmm. for that for that reason. I think that's really, it's quite reassuring to hear because I certainly know something that I can spend time worrying about being very concerned about is, you know, the structures, the the plans, the frameworks that I use in sessions, are they too aligned with how school run their day? And actually, you know, what I'm taking away from this conversation is maybe I need to rest more on the fact and rely more on the fact that intrinsically and at its core, my objective is to care about the young people we're working with. Well, I would say, I think you're right. I mean, you today, you've delivered something today which was about answering a question, right? Mm -hmm. So, and what you use, and you were very reluctant to mm -hmm. use it, you, were, you, you, you had a framework for answering questions. Mm -hmm. Now, you also, you also said that the students might also understand that framework. But when I was watching you deliver that, and I was watching the students receive that, they were they were engaged massively mm -hmm. because it was relevant to them. Mm -hmm. They might not have it might not have been relevant before, but it was relevant to them, mm -hmm. and it was a tool that that could help them. And I think that that is what you, I think that's what you, you know, your 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 like of education. Your um, no, no, that's that's wrong because I love education, but your you loved you're very good at the structuring and the. You like the the kind of like science behind stuff, mm -hmm. which is obviously a passion from school. The pedagogy and the all of that that you bring into the room. That that's that that's you saying education has its has a real mm -hmm. benefit, and these structures and these ways of doing things, these tools, have have, have a real benefit. Mm -hmm. And why would you not do, do that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that. You've you've taught me stuff where I think that's a really nice way of of packaging that mm -hmm. because I probably wasn't listening at the time someone taught it to me. So, you know, but ultimately, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, good teachers, good practitioners are people that care and and vision, not just say it, but but the actions that they take show that they they actually care for the people who who are in there in their show, in their room, in their class, in their, in their production.